Hi everyone, and welcome back to Give a Damn with Kate. I'm BB, And I'm Miles. And this week, we want you to give a damn about access to contraception. So contraception can be described as strategies that we can use to prevent pregnancy. And today, we're going to be talking about reversible methods like hormonal contraception, intrauterine contraception, and barriers. So let's start with barriers. Barrier methods include things like external and internal condoms, dental dams, and other methods that prevent contact between people that are having sex. So these can be really great for preventing STIs as well. If you're looking for these, make sure that you check out CAPE's safer sex spots around campus or our dam delivery service online. As far as hormonal and intrauterine contraception, there are options like IUDs, the implant, the injection, oral contraception, or the vaginal ring if you're looking for additional pregnancy prevention beyond barrier methods or any reason relevant to your needs, they can be the way to go. So today we will be interviewing a friend who got an IUD through Student Health Services. Uh, She wanted to tell you about the experience that she had while also directing you to free resources so that you can access them too. So enjoy the interview and we will check back in after this to tell you how you can access all of these amazing resources. Hello, everyone. So I am here with my friend Avery. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I would. Thank you. Um, My name's Avery. I am a junior here at Oregon State. I use she, her pronouns, um, and I'm 21. Well, nice to meet you. Well, I mean, meet you in the pod. Um, So what form of contraceptive do you use? Yeah, I have a Kylina, which is a hormonal IUD. It is valid um, or effective for about five years, I believe, is the one that I have. So why did you end up choosing this form of contraception and what led you to make this decision? Yeah, I had never been on any type of birth control previously before getting my IUD, and I actually got my first IUD when I was in high school, Um, and then when I came to need a new one, um, I reached out to SHS and looked at their options, and it just kind of made the most sense for me to stick with the type of birth control that I already had, Um, but what was really great is that even though I think I had already made up my mind. They gave me all the options in case there was anything that um, was a concern of mine that I wanted to maybe address with a different form of birth control. So I kind of came to the decision just because it had been working um, with me for so long, but I also had the confidence in my choice because I knew what else was out there. That's really great. That, that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad that you were able to have that opportunity. Um, so narrowing it down why did you specifically choose student health services to be the place where you got it yeah so I was a freshman at Oregon State and I didn't have a car then still don't have a car now so in terms of accessibility as to what would be convenient um, place to get it SHS made the most sense um, considering it was maybe a seven minute walk from my dorm room so I chose SHS for that reason that I was just able to access the resource very easily um, in a convenient way So along with what Avery said, we know that a lot of people's primary care provider is at home with their families, especially for first years. We can know that that can be a really big barrier to accessing contraceptive care. 
When seeking out care at SHS, we just want to let you know that they will never release information to a third party without your permission. Though, if a procedure is billed to your insurance plan and you share that insurance plan with someone else, the information could be accessed through that means. So, uh, we have a bunch of different strategies to work around this, uh, and we'll be talking about one of them in the next question. And so, what steps did you take in order to get the IUD? Yeah, I think I had a little, felt a little bit more comfortable walking through the process because it wasn't my first time. So I just went onto the website um, and called them and said I'm interested in birth control and they just mentioned that I needed to do a consultation um, prior to being able to go through with any um, procedure. So I went to that consultation and they essentially were like this is what we offer. They asked me lots of questions about what was important to me with my birth control, what were my priorities, what did I want to get out of it. Um, And then after that consultation we scheduled um, a day to insert the ID. Cool. And when you were talking about this with me prior to the interview, I remember you mentioned C-Care. So how was that helpful for you and would you recommend it to others? Yeah, I had actually never heard of C-Care before talking to SHS. Um, So when they explained that it would be an option, um, just some paperwork that I could fill out that would significantly reduce the cost of getting an IUD, to me, that was a major no-brainer. Oh my gosh, yay, C-Care. I'm so excited we get to talk about this. So this is a free service that almost every student at OSU qualifies for. It's a federal program that provides access to contraceptive services. So it's a form of insurance that can pay for so many different forms of birth control and the appointments that you need to get them. It's based on your individual income. So even if you're filed as a dependent, they can get that going for you. Um, Once you have C-Care, we bill them for any contraceptive services, so it won't show up on like a family insurance plan, for example. Uh, We will put a link to that service in the description so you can get some more information. Uh, This was just a quick intro to the service, um, but we will provide a lot more information in some future episodes. And so um, I know that uh, doing a procedure like this, like with an IUD, which is inside the uterus, I know it can be a really daunting process. Uh, Was there anything that your uh, care provider did to make you feel more comfortable or feel safe? Yeah, um, compared to my first time getting an IUD, especially the second time around, just the difference in comfort level I felt with the care provider was pretty significant. Like you mentioned, like it is a very, intimate experience you know you can feel vulnerable you can feel scared I feel really uncomfortable and so just considering all of that they just made sure you know always to explain what they were doing before they did it were so clear and what was going to happen next how it might feel you know laying it all out on the table so there wasn't any um ambiguity as to how the process was going to work and for someone like me who had a little bit of anxiety going into it it was really reassuring for them to be like okay now you can change put your legs here just walking it through step by step not assuming um that I would know what was going to happen next even though it wasn't my first time was really comforting So just like Avery said, um, at SHS, we are full supporters of creating a culture of consent. Um, So a way that we do this is by having our clinicians practice consent in medical scenarios. 
Uh, here at SHS in particular, our clinicians have the experience of working with people who it's their first time getting access to care like this. And I know a lot of you may be experiencing that. So they are always ready to adapt to your comfort level and make sure that you feel safe. And so what was the recovery process like after you got it? Yeah, I think the one thing that is always difficult about birth control and choosing birth control, um, especially because everyone has a different experience, you're going to hear something different from everybody. Um, For me, the actual procedure um, wasn't too awful. It definitely was painful and um, uncomfortable for probably about 10 minutes or so after. But the great thing is you're not rushed out of the room. You just got to lay there for as long as you needed, offered water, just take a second to kind of collect myself. And then um, I didn't really experience any cramping until probably the following day. Um, But they're definitely cramps. You're going to notice them. They are something that um, are a little bit more painful than things I've experienced previously. But if you listen to what the provider's recommendations are with how much ibuprofen to take prior to the appointment, after the appointment, for me personally, um, it is always worth it in the end. Just that peace of mind that I have after having my IUD makes any discomfort through the process worth it. But everyone's different. But they were so helpful in offering to call them anytime if I had questions. If a couple days later something didn't feel right, it didn't feel normal, um, I felt like I could go to them if I needed anything. Um, and that was something that I didn't have the first time around and something that I was really grateful for because it is a very daunting po- process. And so now that you're living with the IUD, um, are there things that you like about it, things that you don't like? Um, I think for me, things that I like about it are that I personally on my IUD still get my period, which is different for everybody, but is it's significantly lighter, which I just like personally, although the cramping can still be a little bit intense, um, but again, you get used to it after a certain amount of time, um, but it's just kind of something to keep an eye out for, you know, make sure that it's nothing out of the ordinary. But living with it, it just gives me a lot of peace of mind. I like not having to take um, the pill every day and things like that. I like that um, it's a one in every five years type of thing for the most part. And thank you for that. I know uh, it can be hard to speak on these things because everybody's experiences are so different and thank you for sharing all this with us uh last question before i let you go uh is there any advice that you would give to other people that are maybe for the first time in their lives looking for contraceptives or different forms of birth control yeah definitely i think that there are always in life so many barriers to going through a process like this and SHS is a place in which a lot of them are addressed and removed to the best of their ability. Um, So I always think it's worth looking into, even if it's just going to a consultation and then deciding that, you know, you don't want to go through with it. There's no pressure or expectation that, you know, beyond just talking about your needs and what are the options that you even ever get any. So I always think it's best to like be informed of your choices um, and make the best decision for you. And that's what they're there for. And yeah, I would just say, look into it. If it's something that seems like it would suit your needs and your life um, and go from there.
Thank you for that amazing insight, Avery and Miles. And thank you, Avery, for coming on to the podcast to share your experience with us all. So as Miles said earlier, keeping contraceptives affordable and accessible is so, so important, especially during Domestic Violence Awareness Month. As we are thinking about ways to empower people, especially survivors, in having autonomy over their health and wellness. We want to emphasize that when you seek out care at Student Health Services, we will always prioritize your privacy, so make sure that you take advantage of the resources provided in this episode if they're helpful to you. We will have links in the description for where to find these resources. Thank you all for joining us and giving a damn. We'll see you next time. Bye! A production of Oregon State University Student Health Services.